to Steam State of Mind, your favorite source for all things Steam education. Steam State of Mind. This isn't just science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. It's a state of mind, a different way to approach education in the classroom. Steam State of Mind. Enjoy these conversations with educators, students, and community members as we explore what it means to be in a Steam State of Mind. Steam State of Mind. <laughs> from Kettering. I'm Carrie. And I'm Burton. And we are here with the Steam State of Mind podcast. And Burton, why don't you introduce our amazing guest today? Okay, so I am, once again, we just are so fortunate here in Kettering to have so many amazing people um, that work with all of our students and just tries to do everything she possibly can to make sure that our students are successful. And our counselors in Kettering do an amazing job. And Jody Ball is a counselor at Greenmont Elementary. And um, I'm going to let her give us a little more information about her background. How did she get here? Her passion, whatever she would like to share with us, just so you get to know her a little better. All right. Well, I'm Jody Ball, and this is my 25th year in education, um, but this is my first year serving as a school counselor, which I am thrilled about. Um, my preceding 24 years were in the classroom. I taught first, second, and third grade. Um, I've been in Kettering for 20 years, and I actually had the opportunity to teach at Greenmont as a third grade teacher years and years ago, um, left for an opportunity at a different school to job share and, and raise kids, and then I got to come back here this year as the school counselor. So I am thrilled to come here every day, and my passion is just helping kids understand like they have such great potential and just really helping them to come up with the strategies and the coping skills that they can unlock that potential and just be successful. So what what kind of prompted you to make that move from the classroom to wearing the counselor, school counselor's hat? Um, I think like personally, just change is good. I think mm -hmm. change is growing. I love learning and just it was just a, an opportunity that I just saw to help kids in a more intensive way. Um, you know, the needs are building and a lot of our kids have um, much greater needs that exceed what, you know, you can do inside the classroom. And I just felt a real calling to help um, kids in that, like I said, a more intensive manner. Well, they're certainly fortunate to have you here, Jody, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And so, Jody, um, you're, everybody's probably asking the question, okay, why in the world are you having, you know, this counselor on a STEAM state of mind podcast, but truly you have that state of mind. Now you're coming from a classroom setting and we've worked on a couple of things prior to you being a counselor. Um, but what I would like to hear from you is how, how does STEAM fit into STEAM, the STEAM state of mind fit into the counseling role, the counselor's role? Well, you mentioned the acronym SEL. So just in case anyone's listening and they don't know what that is, that stands for social emotional learning. Um, and we're integrating SEL into classrooms all over. It's not just the counselor's role. Um, but as the counselor, that's a focus of my program. So um, I, like any educator, I use data to drive what I do in, in the building. And as part of my school counseling program, I use Ohio standards. Ohio has SEL standards for students. Um, I also follow ASCA, which is the American School Counseling Association. They have mindsets and behaviors for students. And those 
those goals and those standards are really geared toward growing students in a way that students build self-efficacy, perseverance, coping when it when they are facing a setback or a challenge and how that marries so well with steam education is that it's it's using your social emotional skills and putting them into action alongside of like the steam concept like when they are like we were working with first graders yesterday and they had to create something magnificent and um, the lesson preceding that was how the students will work through when they have a setback and it's not working how they think it should work. I mean, that's day-to-day life. Those are mm-hmm. life skills. And so they just, they just align beautifully together. So when you were, do- when we did that lesson together yesterday, we team taught it together. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was your, uh, like, how did you see the students perform, mm-hmm. you know, when they were integrating these SEL um skills with the STEAM challenge that was presented to them. And these are first graders. These are first graders and we, um, they're small classes, but we'd still combine them. So we had a very full classroom um, and we highlighted the Ohio SEL standards that we wanted to touch on yesterday. Right. And so um, a couple of the top ones where I can ask for help when I face a setback or challenge. And so we were really honing in on that piece of it and the perseverance piece. But what was really cool was when we broke apart and the kids were in groups trying to create their magnificent thing. That's just a book we base the lesson off of. Um, You know, I definitely saw where they were asking for help from their neighbors that were in their group teamwork they were they were helping one another and allowing each other to help sometimes kids you know they want their own thing but they were really open to communicating and asking for help from their neighbors and offering it and they were using positive communication in the language they were using it was just like this whole conglomerate of amazing SEL skills when they were working on this steam education project yeah, it was so cool to mm-hmm. see. Well, and what I what I wanted to say because it, it, what's so neat to me is is hearing you talk about these little bidders, the mm-hmm. little first graders. But how do you um, how do you like give them the confidence to to kind of take the reins and be a part of the process of building this SEL STEAM lesson? You were talking about how you know they talked with each other and they came up and they problem solved and things like that. How do you help kids? Um, know how to be able to do that? How do you kind of instill that confidence and, like you said, that self-efficacy so that they're um, they're a part of that whole SEL STEAM process, not just sitting there listening to you and burn, hmm. you know, spout things off to them? Right. Well, it's definitely not an isolated, like we did this lesson and they had the success. I think it's, it's the building of a culture in your building. I think it's from the moment they come in in the morning that, you know, I have the most amazing job of anyone in the school because I get to stand at the well, door. Well, I kind of disagree. I think I do. But anyways, go ahead. I get, well, I guess my... my it's another do, discussion. The, yeah. Boys right. this, yeah. Bro, I get to stand at the door and greet every student when they come in and yeah, call them by cool. name every morning. It's so cool. you know. And, and I know when they go to their classroom, their teachers are standing at the door to greet them every morning. And they're building this, you know, these positive relationships with adults. And we, you know, we work with our PBIS team and creating that culture of positive language and, and redirection and, you know, our core values of respectful, responsible, and safe. And we just integrate that into the day. Um, so building that, you know, helping students to build their own confidence, right? It's really their, their, 
We can't right. give that to them. Um, it becomes like this incremental day-to-day steps that we take as a whole team in the building. And so then we get to see it unravel when we do this dedicated lesson, you know, with them. And they have this chance to really show those skills off in that isolated, like, situation. Yeah, I love how you just talked about that it's a culture. We've talked about that in the past, and it is that steam state of mind and that culture where, um, you know, kids, when they walk into the building, they know that they're loved, mm-hmm. they know they're cared for, they know that they're going to be challenged, yet they're going to be supported, they know they're going to be engaged, they know that they're going to be all of these things just where the kids want to go to school. It's not something they want to learn. Mm -hmm. That's where I think STEAM education, the STEAM state of mind and setting that culture is a really, you know, positive thing that you're establishing here at Greenmont. So. Well, and yeah, because we've, we've talked burn and, and about that whole idea that you have to be careful that you don't um, educate in silos that you don't, um, you know, you do your thing and you do your thing and you do your thing. And, and that's not going to make for a a super successful building as a whole. So you have to, like you said, you can't, Mm -hmm. you can't just have an isolated class and try to instill that confidence and self-efficacy and, and understanding of those core values. That has to be something that's done on a school-wide basis. And it's so neat to hear that that's happening here because it's, it, that's exciting. I mean, that's really, exciting. that's really what our, uh, kind of our strategic plan is all about is sort of instilling those core values and, and building those kids so that they have those portrait of a graduate, you know, virtues that that we hope they have when they graduate from Fairmont High School. So how cool is that? And to incorporate it into STEAM is so neat. Yeah. Well, and, you know, you were talking about the books that we mm-hmm. are using. So we are integrating the language arts. Absolutely. And we're in- I caught that as soon as she mentioned yeah, something I'm, magnificent. I know. It is such a, And the kids got to know that word and they were like, and, and oh, it was so cool to watch these kids when um, nobody nobody i didn't hear anybody say well that's not magnificent because that was a little bit of my fear mm-hmm. do you know i mean mm-hmm. like okay what if another kid because when they were doing sharing whatever they were what if a student tells another student well that's not very magnificent or something like that i did not hear that at all they were so positive and so great with each other and that is because exactly what you're saying jody you're setting a culture of this positive attitude and this you know that steam state of mind where it's okay to fail. It's okay to keep trying. It's okay if it's not the best, but we keep getting better, all of that stuff. And it comes together. So you're doing a great job in helping with all of that, developing it here. So Well, and since I didn't have the advantage and neither did our listeners of actually watching this sort oh, yeah. of <laughs> blossom yesterday, can you guys walk us through one of these magnificent projects that they came up with and tell us kind of what, what, what you saw? What did what did these kids? Did, do I have a couple, develop? but you can. Well, I can talk about yesterday's. Yeah. So, so the book, the magnificent thing, is a you know growth mindset you know picture book, um, and it's about a little girl who 
she wants to build this great thing and she has her assistant, which is her adorable little dog. And she just comes up against challenges and setbacks and she wants to give up. And so, um, you know, we open, we open the lesson really, I think you open the lesson by asking if, you know, describing what magnificent is, what do they think is magnificent? You shared an example of something. We shared our, I can statements. And then like, I read the story, which kind of feeds my teacher soul because, you know, once a teacher, <laughs> always a teacher. Right. Um, and we discussed that story as we read and, you know, kind of gave them some thinking time and response time during the story. Um, and it came down to the perseverance and then, like you said, the failures, right? Like, you know, understanding that failure is not a negative, it, you, you learn and you work and the progression of, you know, growing through failures. And so after we read that story, um, and they were captive, I mean, they were they engaged. Were. It was really cool. Um, then, you know, I kind of give it back to Byrne to explain like the, the, project piece of it. So I'll let you explain the project piece. So what we were doing is I wanted to, because that, that throughout that whole, um, throughout that story, we really didn't know what the girl was making until mm-hmm. the very end. And really it wasn't for herself. It was for her dog because she had a skate, like a scooter. Mm-hmm. And on that scooter, um, the dog, when she would ride the scooter, the dog would have to run next to her and get tired. Okay. So Basically, at the end, we realized that what she was trying, the magnificent thing that she was trying to do was to have a little attachment to her scooter where the dog could ride in and not get tired and be with them. That's magnificent. I know. It's not magnificent. (laughs) And it shows empathy and it shows all these different Mm -hmm. things. And we were talking about story clues and all of this stuff with a good, you know, the language arts aspect of things. But what was so we talked about how, um, you know, how she didn't even do it for herself. She did it for somebody else. Okay. And so I think, you know, that's pretty magnificent Mm -hmm. when we can do that too. And, but anyway, so, um, so what we did is I, we had Lego sets and we talked to, got the, these are the Legos that in another podcast we talked about Lego. And, um, we had the person, we bought all these Lego from the, from the Dayton brick shop. And, um, anyway, so he, um, or, so what we did is we just said, make something, engineer something magnificent. And they dumped the Legos out on the floor. They looked at it and they had to, they had no directions. They had no, you know, like follow this plan. That's, what's going to be magnificent. And they came up with some pretty awesome things that some of the kids, when well, we said, okay, now you have to put them back in the box. And <laughs> yeah, they didn't want to. <laughs> they huh? didn't want to. No, they were like, oh. too magnificent to put back in the box. Yeah, and one was like, well, can I just take it home and show my family? And then I'll bring it back tomorrow, I promise. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no, you know. But they did, and they were so proud of it. Some of them had no idea what they were doing. Yeah, you know I mean, like, okay, I don't know what that is, but when they explained it to each other, because we had them talk to each mm-hmm. other, explain it, I was like, ah, oh, that's where your mind was, or whatever. And they had a problem solving. Um, in one of my groups, I had um, the student. We only had so many of what are those um, floor, the tile, the, the yes, same the, here, the base, base yes, the base. And um, so one of the students said, "Oh, well, I'll use this half, and you can use that half." And that and was two different groups? And two different kids. Cool. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Talk about SEL, mm-hmm. you know, right there. There was no arguing. There's no fighting over whatever. They cooperated. They collaborated together. They helped each other out and showing different things. 
it, it was a great, perfect um, problem solving, mm -hmm. engineering, and trying. And one girl was trying to build the most magnificent house out of Lego, <laughs> out of, you know, out of the Lego. And and then after a little bit, she was like, uh, you know, and she took it all apart and started it again. And I was like, wow. That's so cool. And then what was also really awesome, and I know I'm, I'm talking too much as Jody should be talking. Um, <laughs> but the other thing that was so cool is like, you know, you run out of time. And mm -hmm. most of the kids didn't have their most magnificent thing completed at 100%. But they were okay. Mm -hmm. Like they, uh, you know, a lot of times, especially first graders, you know, get upset. Oh, I, I just need to finish and I need to blah, blah, blah. They understood and they were like, okay, share what you got, you know, and they did. And then we, they said, well, I would have was going to do this and this and this, but I didn't ran out of time. And, you know, well, and how cool probably. that challenges them to, to use their words and explain what that was supposed to look like when it was finished. What I have in my brain, <laughs> I'm, I'm translating yep. into words and I'm yeah. explaining it to you and, and sharing with you, that is really neat. Well, and that leads into the writing skills then, mm -hmm. because that is probably one of the most, and Jody, mm -hmm. you know, um, one of the most difficult things that students say is like, oh, I know what I want to say, but I can't write it. Mm -hmm. You know, and this helps. It's, it helps that development at a younger age when they can do things like that and explain what they had in their mind and what they visualized. And then later, you know, when they really get into the writing, it helps them in their writing. Well, I think one of the greatest things that kids you know, the most impactful things that they need for good writing is experience. Yes. I mean, I, you know, so that would be a great lesson extension, which, you know, that we, we didn't get there, but a great lesson extension would be for them to write about their magnificent thing that they wanted to create yes. at that point. Yeah, exactly. You know, I noticed something when you use the word engineering with these first graders, I was waiting for someone to say, what do you mean? And no one did. Yeah, they, they, they just, they understood it. it. They, they understood yeah. it. Yeah. I mm -hmm. thought that was pretty neat. I think they hear, you know, words like that enough mm -hmm. that it, be, because we mm -hmm. use those now more, yep. I think, you know, yep. instead of saying make something, you say engineer something and yeah. even to you, the younger kids. And I think that they begin to hear those words mm -hmm. and understand what they mean and use them, which is so cool. It is cool. You know, they rise to the expectation. Absolutely. Yeah. So Jody, here's a, uh, the other thing that um, I've been noticing while I'm working with you and collaborating with you on these things is that, you know, you pick out specific skills mm -hmm. that the students, you know, you feel um, are the need of the time. Okay. So I liked how we had a conversation about why. So why did you choose perseverance as our focus that we collaborated these lessons on? Why is that um, your focus right now? Where do, how did you come up with that? Well, and I think we were talking prior to, to recording today, but, you know, as a counselor, I use data to drive, like, what I do in my school counseling program. And, you know, our data shows that our students really need to persevere when schoolwork is challenging, you know, when life challenges, you know, arise. And so we're coming up on this point in the year where we're getting to, you know, our third, fourth, and fifth graders are going to be taking the Ohio 
state test and um, you know, to, to get that test in front of you is very overwhelming if you really don't believe you can do it and you don't believe in yourself that you can persevere and break things down and make things, you know, smaller tasks. And so that is why I really wanted to focus on perseverance at this point, you know, moving into this spring is because, you know, we've been working to instill um, these these skills into the kids all year, but I want to put it into action and, and allow them to you know, just really let that manifest in them that they can. It may be hard, but they can do it. They can learn. They can get those words, you know, on paper or type them in the computer, even if it's challenging. And so that's why perseverance um, was so, it's just so important uh, to the students in our building. It really helps you to believe in yourself. Yeah. When yeah, you can they persevere. Need, they need Mm-hmm. They need to believe in themselves because we have a building full of very bright and creative and kind, like respectful students. Yes. And I'm not 100% sure that they really see themselves as we see them, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I, I hope they do. And I hope they're growing as learners in that way. Um, but yeah, they need to really build that self-efficacy mm-hmm. and, and believe in themselves that they can, they can learn, they can do hard things. Well, in the tie-in, you know, Vern, you started this by saying you're probably wondering how in the world we're tying STEAM in with SEL, but you guys did it beautifully. And I, I think, you know, most people out there, educators or not, understand why we need to teach, you know, science and technology and engineering and math. But I know the last two years have certainly put the spotlight on social-emotional learning. But why is that also such an important part? And we have made it such an important part here in Kettering, of the overall educational experience. Why do we need to continue to be sure we're focusing on social-emotional learning as much as we are learning math problems or science, you know, experiments or reading a book? Why is it so important? It's important because we have classrooms full of lifelong learners. We want to instill in these students the skills they need to succeed no matter what the subject is of what they're doing. I mean, if they're going to you know, go into something that requires a lot of math, that skill is very important. Um, but if they don't have the skills to collaborate and, and you know, ask for help and to, you know, calm themselves down when they are met with frustration in real life situations, um, that's going to really impede their success Mm -hmm. in whatever avenue they go that is, you know, in the academic realm. Like it is a lifelong skill. So like uh, what you're saying also, um, we have to have the teacher mindset with this Mm -hmm. too. So we're talking about the student having their believing in self-efficacy mm-hmm. and, you know, the teacher needs to be on board with this too, or the whole school. And so that's kind of really cool what we're doing here at mm-hmm. Greenmont with this, because here's one thing that I have, um, that I, that I've noticed in, in this position that I'm in is that my kids can't behave for that. Mm-hmm. And that's an excuse for not doing anything hands-on. They keep them isolated. They have them in rows. They can't. They can't do things like that. But then when we when I go, I was like, well, let's just try. You know, then some teachers will be like, okay, <laughs> good luck. But you know, <laughs> but you know what they and they're like, well, that's the best behave they've been all year. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, um, I find that you know when kids are bored, yeah. that's when you misbehave. When I'm bored. 
I start You get in all kinds of trouble, don't you? Yes, I'm a little <laughs> mischievous. Yes, and so, I mean, so that's where STEAM education and, you know, I think where it's highly engaging things like what we were doing, those kids just loved, mm-hmm. you know, playing, working it. with those. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like they had to follow step-by-step directions and stuff like that. Tomorrow they're going to be digging up chocolate, um, you know, digging through chocolate. So, I mean, it's going to be really cool. And But anyways, the thing that I'm trying to say, and, and what I'm trying to reinforce what you're saying, we have to give these kids opportunities where they can collaborate, cooperate, you know, communicate with each other. We can't have them in, this is just my personal opinion, okay, but in rows where they're isolated and they have to be, you know, sit there and be quiet and be mm-hmm. still, you know, all day long and expect them to behave, you know, that's not our world today. You right. know, we can't, we're, that's not what they're right. used to. And so what we're doing and integrating the SEL and saying, okay, you know what, today you're going to have an opportunity to be doing these things. And, you know, we're going to have to see perseverance. We're going to have to see how you guys communicate with each other and cooperate and mm-hmm. how you can, we talked about the balloon breathing again. We talked about all of these, you know, we gave them strategies and showed them strategies of if you get frustrated, this is something you can do to help. And yep. the actually, I think they gave us the strategies, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Remember we'd asked them, and they had a they had, they had some, some good really strategies good ones, down. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Well, so, and, 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 and what's so that, impactful is when you said that you know you had students say, "Oh, please, please let me take this home and show it to my mom or show it to my dad." You know that um, we've talked about that before, and you've you've said how how neat that is when. You hear either from parents who say, oh, well, you know, my child told me they just loved the lesson today. And when you hear that it goes, you know, from the student doing it in the classroom to maybe talking with their classroom teacher about it to wanting to go home and talk to their parents about it, that is success for sure. Yeah. Well, I got an email a couple of weeks ago from a parent that um, told me that, um, you know, the only time that she ever gets a conversation, and, and I shouldn't be saying this maybe, but the only time <laughs> she has a conversation that her child tells about academics of what they're doing and different things is on when they have um, STEAM in their classroom. And, you know, and it's so, mm-hmm. so this is what I love about what we're doing here at Greenmont with the SEL and stuff like that. Because, you know, if you have a STEAM mindset, it should be every day mm-hmm. in your classroom. Mm-hmm. You know, it should be every day. So the kids would go home and have these experiences to share and talk to their families with and stuff like that. You know, we're getting there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to happen, hopefully. Um, but, you know, it, it is, it's that process. It's that change that we are trying to work through. And I think Kettering is really doing a good job in supporting it and trying to get to that point where these kids are going to go home and they're going to be like, non-stop saying how <laughs> well, how much they learned that day so yeah so anyways the other part the one more thing that i wanted to um emphasize or talk about with the sel is there's specific standards and there's specific things or whatever and there's one counselor and there's all of these things now like you know in my position i'm like uh you know so busy but you know you how how do you recommend other counselors who might be listening, mm-hmm. you know, how can they approach using STEAM education to support SEL? 
Like, what advice would you give them? Well, I think I look at a, you know, a school counselor's role is a leadership by service role. And so I, and this is a philosophy on my part, but I feel like it's my job to come into a school and I am here to help teachers do their job to their, you know, reach their potential, help students reach their potential. And I think if um, a counselor is listening and they're in a school, you know, they're one of one, one counselor, maybe one of two counselors in their building, and they do not have the awesome resource that we do in you. Um, I think that they could collaborate with their teachers and offer to come in and team teach, um, help, help plan and, and just, come alongside their teachers and say, I'm here to help. This is, you know, I, I'm sure they're all seeing the same things, the same, you know, pockets in the data where the need is. Um, and it's just a, it's a collaboration that I think they can come and work with their teachers and. And it's that mindset. It's that where, mindset, right. It's, where it's, it's all not integrated. just the only time they're going to get mm-hmm. any type of SEL is when you go into the classroom. Correct. It's that mindset. Yeah. Like this could be something that we integrate. Well, and integrating SEL is just as important as integrating mm-hmm. steam and, and it all just becomes this it's great all- big magnificent way of <laughs> teaching kids. Yeah. It's Amen. All fluid. And it really does. It starts, but it's, and the, the steam education piece, you know, with the collaboration of teachers and counselors or, you know, other staff in the building who could come along and help with that too. But, you know, SEL in general is a team effort. It's a building wide effort. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's learning how to communicate like our principal. She'll give like little blurps on the announcements. Um, and for a while she was speaking about, hey, when someone says hello to you, you look them in the eye and you say hello back. And, you know, we only we don't call people by anything other than their names, you know, so that there's a leadership piece in this, too. And it starts from that top and, and moves throughout the culture of the building. So SEL is not really a th- it's a way, you know, mm-hmm. it's not, really a, <laughs> it's a culture. It's not it's a culture. thing. It's, it's a, culture. a culture. It's a state yeah. of mind. It, it is. It's just, yeah, a state of yep. mind. It's awesome. That is. And thank you so much, Jody. Yeah, it's great thank talking you, to you. And well, now I'm, I'm inspired to come see about the chocolate. Oh, oh yeah. Tomorrow. <laughs> that tomorrow. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be up late tonight melting yeah, chocolate melting and chocolate. doing things, but yeah, but we'll, it'll we'll be have, okay. We'll have to talk about that. So Coach S., We have a question. We actually got this just as we were sitting down from Ryan. And the question is, how do you provide STEAM extension opportunities for the general education teacher? Okay. So Jody and I were, you know, we just had a little bit of this discussion where, um, you know, the writing aspect, what we just talked about where the kids and, you know, an extension to that would be, you know, a writing piece. Um, and that is what something that I've been working on. Now, I, it's going to be, like you said, a collaboration of people to be able to come up with this. But I've been really working on um, these PBLs, you know, project-based learning. Or if it's not just a project-based learning, if it's just um, a couple of experiences that they have in, you know, um, with me in the classroom. Okay, well, how do you follow up with it? What is it that you're going to do next with it? So... Um, here's a, here's an example. I was, um, working with third grade students and these third grade students were gathering all this data about, um, you know, how much, um, you know, the different light bulbs or whatever, how much energy, how much thermal energy were they giving off? And they're recording that data and other things. And, 
you know, and so they, you know, they have this challenge, you know, their challenge was to conserve energy, energy conservation and that type of thing. Well, anyway, so, you know, the, what I add with the extension to that is, okay, we got to comprehend this data that they gathered. And so between the, you know, between when, um, we did all of the background knowledge and the experiences and stuff like that. So they have a full better understanding of what energy conservation is and, you know, why is it that we're conserving energy with a light bulb, but we're, you know, the light's still giving off light. We didn't reduce the amount of light, maybe even increased it, but the energy is not being wasted through thermal energy. And that's the big thing with these newer light bulbs. Well, what does the data prove that and how, and so they, in the change over time, so they created these line graphs and um, the kids saw, you know, the, how the different light bulbs changed the, the thermal energy, you know, the temperature over time. And, but then they had to write out, what does that mean? So what? Okay. Like, let's comprehend it. And so, you know, I do these things that, that some teachers are not, like, oh, my God, that's so many supplies and so many things. And I get a little nervous having light bulbs and hot ones on there. And so like that, you know, whatever. Um, so I, I really am trying to come in and do kind of those things and train the teachers and coach them through that. And then give them the extensions after, like, okay, now do something with this. Don't let this just be, okay, this is steam time, you know, like what we were talking about. It's part of that culture. And so I am giving them the tools and trying to help them do things prior to and after, um, you know, each whatever, every time I'm there, you know, so, but it's a process, it's going to happen and it's happening more and more. And now I'm getting more questions about, okay, well, what do you want us to do before? Or what can we do before? Okay. Give us some ideas. Let's collaborate on what we can do. You know, what are we going to do after? Yeah. Which now makes my work more but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay um, job security job is. security yes <laughs> but you know and the thing is is that you know we're building you know this all of these different lessons these pbls and these experiences for these kids that we're keeping good record of it, and we're going to be sharing hopefully this summer i'll be able to put it all compose it all into these anyways this big one shop place for all the teachers to be able to say, Hey, I'm going to look at that lesson and what I have to do before and after and stuff like that. And ask questions about it, but that oh, we'll have it all there. What we've been working on the past couple of years. So that's kind of the goal. So I don't know if I really answered the question. <laughs> I think you did. Okay. And, and right. then some maybe, all which right. is okay. Probably. Which yeah. is okay. I, I tend to talk too much. Bottom line. It, it sounds, I mean, you're bringing more and more teachers on board and the more you do that, the more STEAM will become a state of mind in, in our district, and, and that's how other districts can do the same thing. Yeah, Kettering is starting to become the model of what to do, and that's really exciting. So, Which will just mean more work for you, Bert. Yeah. That's when do okay. I retire? <laughs> <laughs> Retirement? No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> All right. I'm too young, right? Well, thanks, you're all supposed to say right about yes. that. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. okay, there yes. you go. Yes. All right. Absolutely. Well, I didn't even think I needed to respond to that. That was so ridiculous. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks. Thanks, Jody. Thanks for having me. I, this is fun. All right. Good. Thank you. And until next time. Until next time.